You're listening to the Dale Upright Show. All right, welcome everybody. Thank you for joining me. It is Tuesday, November 14th. Our top stories tonight are Fulton defense attorneys leaving election fraud case. Where are the ballots? New Jersey sued for secretly harvesting blood from newborns without consent from parents. Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom says, It's true, we're cleaning up San Francisco just for Xi Jinping's visit. Megan Rapinoe blames God for her career-ending injury. And Governor Kathy Hochul says, New York has started conducting social media surveillance efforts to monitor hate speech. Joining me tonight, as always, Chief Executive Producer and Technician, John, how are you doing tonight? Doing very well. Excited to be here. These topics look fun. Yeah, we've got some rather dystopian headlines tonight. So um, our first our first story here, the top story, um, this has kind of been out since uh, November 10th. It was in this article from the Georgia Records came out. And uh, we've got a couple of tweets that we're going to cover on this story. But um, my understanding of this case is that there were 19 people that were indicted, um, Trump being one of them. And as a as a uh, defense here, actually, I'm just going to I'm going to go ahead and read this part of the article. It says Donald F. Samuel and Amanda R. Clark, attorneys for Aaron Johnson and Teresa Crawford, have filed a motion to withdraw themselves from the case of Garland Favorito and Alex Juan. A key issue in the case are 150,000 Fulton County absentee slash mail-in ballots, some of, some of which are reportedly without fold creases and which did not appear to be hand-marked. So from my understanding, um, the Fulton County um, election commission was basically uh, saying that they had these ballots sealed and uh, unless they were unless the court instructed them to, they were going to keep them sealed. And now um, that this case is moving along, here we are three years later, um, it sounds like uh, they may in fact have to um, have these ballots uh, released. But a lot of people are questioning whether or not they kept the ballots. Uh, have you heard of this case? And what are your what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so the Supreme Court granted um, granted Centauri in the case, meaning they're going to look at it. Basically, he sent it back down to the lower court um, and then cited a court case. Um, and I forget exactly which court, uh, Sons of the Confederacy, I believe it was. And okay. um, in that case, it basically stated um, that if you can't individualize the injury, so like the the plaintiff couldn't, prove he was he himself was injured um through whatever action took place Mm -hmm. um in that case the supreme court basically said um that individuals can act as a group and that uh they can bring suit if uh the local law isn't being followed and and things like that so supreme court basically sent this court case back down to the lower court case and said when you're ruling on it this time you have to look at this one and that one that uh, sons of the confederacy court case basically nullified um fulton county's uh defense there yeah yeah so when these uh mail-in ballots and absentee ballots well especially the mail-in ballots 
you have to fold them like you have to put them in an envelope right so it wouldn't be possible for these ballots to not have creases in them um and there have been is that is that right i mean i mean i guess there's a circumstance where you could never fold it and take it down to your ballot box in like a manila envelope or something like that mm-hmm. like one of the larger folders but for how many ballots right. they had that were unfolded uh perfectly marked circles that didn't look like a human had done it yeah it's, a, it's that too was, much to be a coincidence that was the next thing i was gonna say and i don't i, I can't i couldn't find the lady's name um that was going around kind of on some of the conservative uh commentary uh shows but there was an interview that i heard of somebody who had access to these ballots who went through about a hundred and I think she said like 113 of them. And, um, she had said all of them that she went through didn't have any creases, but also that the, uh, they were perfectly, um, circular or, uh, eclipsed, um, you know, circles that were around Joe Biden's name, all of them, of course, being for Joe Biden. So, um, that definitely seems a little fishy to me. And we've got uh, a Rasmussen tweet I'm going to pull up here. Rasmussen, uh, they tweeted this on, let's see, this was the November 9th. Um, so they said, there is no evidence, they claim, in parentheses, because it's been kept secret for over three years. They said, take it to court, they whine. GA Supreme Court said, bring out the ballots. No judge has found, they assert, because they all run away. And uh, this is where, like, these courts keep on saying that there's no standing, no standing. And so many so many of these different Trump cases have been not he, he hasn't lost the case. They've been thrown out because the people have no standing, which I find ridiculous because you're voting for the president of the United States of America. So why wouldn't everybody have standing like the people in Texas that voted the people in California, Wyoming, uh, they all have standing in this case. Everybody's got standing in this case. And I think that this case might be important for just that reason, because then all the other people who are bringing the lawsuits against, you know, certain counties or certain states um, are going to be able to use this as like a path forward. Yeah. Yeah, they always uh, have to go with like court precedent when when we're going with these. But I think there's been something like 63 um, Trump uh, court cases, and of the 63, something like and this is a this is a, a guesstimate, but I think 60 of them have been thrown out on no standing. Trump has won two of them and lost one of them. So of the cases that have actually been heard by a court, Trump has actually won. Um, more than he's lost. So uh, I am excited to see where this case goes. Scott Adams also tweeted about this. He said, keep an eye on this story. Three eyewitnesses under oath with same story about allegedly fake ballots, referring to the the absentee ballots and mail-in ballots with no creases. An alleged room full of proof, the actual ballots, kept locked for three years. Lawyers for the defense suddenly bailing out lower court dawdling but ordered by higher court to unlock the door and then he says and i would definitely agree with this um yeah per usual be skeptical of all election integrity claims most do not pan out but this one has all the right smell and suspense to it so um like i said i'm excited to see where this uh case goes um 
you know, I have no problem saying that I do believe that there was uh, widespread fraud. The thing of it is, is if you just take, you know, we can find all these little cases of fraud here and there, and they say, well, there's no widespread. And it's like, well, there's there's 150 ballots. I don't know if you can call this a little one. And I think Trump only lost Georgia by like 13,000 ballots. So obviously that would change, um, you know, at least the state's um, electoral vote going towards the president. And uh, like you said, I mean, depending on the court precedent, this could also affect other court cases. Um, Yeah, I think interest, like, because it'd be be like Arizona Supreme Court would have its own um, precedent. So like, but the defendants could use this as a as a guide, as a way to bring their case forward. They can mm-hmm. use this as an example of how to do it and get the Supreme Court to look at it and then, you know, send it back down to the lower court, right. basically telling them exactly how to rule. And I would still say that um, the public perception and public court still plays a huge role, even though these courts are going off of precedent from their own states and their own Supreme Courts, uh, they don't want to have mud on their face. You know what I mean? These judges. um, So if something like this goes through in Georgia, well, if if the uh, Arizona Supreme Court then turns it down immediately afterwards, that's not going to look good on them. And those judges want to keep their positions, I would imagine. So our next uh, headline here, civil rights group sues New Jersey to stop secret storage use of baby blood spots. So this was a uh, an extremely alarming, dystopian, Orwellian headline that I had seen. I had first seen it on Natural News and WND, and then we, uh, we looked into it. And this article is coming right from New Jersey Monitor. And um, they link, uh, I believe, to the actual court case. But so I, I guess um, New Jersey has uh they basically keep they've been keeping the blood of the infants that they've been uh that they have in their hospitals um being born for up to 23 years it looks like and uh i can't imagine um being a parent and finding that out um after the fact without without knowing that and uh, probably there are some people out there that had they known that they might have made some different decisions and maybe gone out of state. Um, so these people, this uh, civil rights group is suing them. Let me see if I can find the actual name of the civil rights group. I think if you click that, yeah. So uh, I believe Institute for Justice, it looks like, is suing um, the state of New Jersey. Yeah, and I was reading through that. It does look like uh, the state has handed over those blood samples for cops to use against people, and they the cops didn't even have a warrant when they were handing over the blood samples. So this gets into so many, so many amendment violations here. The fourth, especially. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've always kind of wondered about that. Like with these people that are sending their uh, DNA into companies like Twenty Three and Me and stuff like that like in today's day and age man i am i haven't done that will not do that i don't trust um no you, you tell know. the story about the people breaking into one of those dna dat- databases and and looking up jews 
Yeah, right. Well, and uh, and imagine, uh, I think you had mentioned it before the show, but like imagine the type of the, the Orwellian type of research that they could do on genetic, you know, specific, you know, viruses or, you know, anything. So like anything. right, right weapons, now, any yeah. type of genetic information, biological weapons, for 23 years. That's insane. Yeah. And without the parents knowledge or consent or consent yeah so if you're in new jersey uh i would uh you know think about maybe having a home birth i don't know that might be a safer route or you know at least know what you're getting into so our uh our so our next story here is this is uh this is crazy i couldn't believe uh this is gavin newsome and the uh the backstory on this is there there's a summit that's happening in san francisco i believe next week um, sometime next week, but anyway, Biden's going to be there, and the uh, the president of China, uh, Xi Jinping, is going to be there as well. And so, in preparation for these uh, for these uh, high end, high profile people, San Francisco is finally cleaning all the crap and pee out of the streets. And uh, and I will just let the video speak for itself. Um, when I, well, I, he, I'm sure he must have been asked, like, hey, uh, you know, why is it that we can only get this done when Xi Jinping and Biden are coming to town? And this is what Gavin Newsom's response was. Take a, take a look at this. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true <laughs> because it's true. <laughs> but it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC. We've been having different conversations. So, yeah, I don't know if he was trying to, like, be funny there or what. But if I was a, uh, a Californian or a San Francisco Ian or whatever they call themselves there in San Francisco, I have been to San Francisco before. Man, you know, they have they literally have apps that you can use to. Ooh. To, to find out how to avoid the crap on the streets. And when the dictator of China comes to town, all of a sudden they start cleaning things up. And they did it extremely fast. I mean, suspicious. I would be so furious. Right? Like, for for you plebs out there, for you American citizens, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care at all. But when the dictator of China is coming to town, Oh, we better let's get these homeless people out of here. Let's clean the crap and the pee out. Yeah, and of the you know streets. it's not for Biden because he wouldn't remember anyway. Right? I couldn't believe that. I mean, uh, this is you know a lot of people are talking about Gavin Newsom uh, possibly stepping in for Biden um, if he decides to withdraw in the twenty twenty four election. So if if he does, if if their guy is going to be Gavin Newsom, this is this is gonna this is gonna come back to haunt him big time. Yeah, it's either going to be if if Biden does eventually drop out or you know is forced out for some reason, uh, I think it's going to either be Newsom or Michelle. That's what I've been hearing, and I would say that I agree with that. And for some reason, I kind of lean towards Gavin Newsom because you know a lot of conservatives say no, it's not going to be him. He's not well liked, and I hear you. He's not well liked at all by conservatives, but he's got the he's got the kind of charm the. Uh, uh, you know, he's he's fairly well-spoken, at least I thought so, until I watched this video. Um, you know, certainly out of touch with... Was it him that tackled the, the Chinese kid playing basketball? Playing basketball, yeah. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. 
everything when it comes to like uh getting elected like and uh the president presidential debates and the the presidential campaigns everything is about clips you know what i mean like nobody really cares like you and i john you and i care and the people probably watching this show and consuming podcasts and uh you know news media we care about policies right but your average everyday uh joe schmo uh you know person out there that's just you know a passer buyer that's going to vote in the election it's all about like the highlight reel right and it's also about the highlight reel that your opponent makes of you of all the bad things right i mean yeah. you know you you can probably think of the you know that in the case of the 2016 election with hillary clinton right when hillary clinton said oh it's a good thing that somebody like you doesn't have the keys to power or whatever and then donald trump shot back and said yeah because you'd be in jail right that's <laughs> what that's something that everybody remembers right and a huge part of these campaigns is is, is stuff like that where it's just these short little oh, clips. remember her getting chucked in that van yeah yeah bro she, she apparently like passed out and secret service had to shove her in the van real quick so um I, this is not this is gonna if he does run for president this is gonna come back to haunt him big time i would say oh, i would done so much dumb stuff I, re, I i don't see how either of them do well i uh, apparently do run yeah um, because like you said there's just so many great clips that you can pull up them and i mean with Michelle, there's going to be so many questions that are going to be dug into that right. The memes would have very interesting answers. The memes are going to be glorious. I yeah. guess Gavin. I guess Gavin Newsom isn't even polling well in uh, California. No, so they don't like him. And it's no wonder. Like after the last three years, after this whole COVID nineteen thing. It's like, and he was, he was seen, right? He was seen at restaurants, not wearing a mask, but making everybody wear masks. That probably rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, I would say. So uh, it's no surprise to me. Um, I do think that in the past, he's, he's been uh, a little bit more tactful, like maybe like a Barack Obama, uh, certainly better than Biden, where Biden can't even string two sentences together. Um, but I mean, he really, he really, uh, he's been having a rough go at it lately. Though. Yeah. He dug himself in a hole with this one. So, yeah. um, but, uh, so our next, thanked that little kid after he tackled him. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like hugging him for like a little bit too long, like <laughs> obviously trying to like soften the blow of what he just yeah. did. Like he was probably thinking like, shoot, I just tackled a little kid Please. on camera. I got to make this look not that bad. So he's he like, probably doesn't speak the language, so it's not like he can look at the kid and be like, hey, I'm really sorry I right. just tackled you. This kid's got no idea what's going on. He can't even understand you. And right now he's wondering why you won't let him go. Yeah, what am I doing here? <laughs> so our next story, everyone's favorite soccer player, Megan Rapinoe. Purple-haired Megan Rapinoe. Uh, just recently had a career-ending injury, and in her post-game uh, interview, she went on to basically say that her injury is proof that there is no God. So I'm going to play Hold this. Hold on. I don't know if it's a career-ending injury, but it was her last game, and she got injured like three minutes in. Right. Well, it's the end of her career. Yeah, yeah. She didn't play the last game. Yeah, fair know. enough, fair enough. You know, so, but uh, this is what she said. Um, that much. <laughs> I'm a better person than this, maybe. But 
on in a previous lifetime, but um, yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything, and if there was a God, like, this is proof that there isn't. This is fucked up. Um, yeah, so that's Megan, that's Megan Rapinoe's take on it, and uh, the good news, Megan, is that nobody watches women's sports anyway. And maybe there are some people out there that were questioning the existence of God, and this is affirmation that there is a God. So, I'm yeah. Not a- and I also like to point out that it happened at the very end of her career, and like she didn't have any super major injury throughout her career that kept her off for a very long time. So I would count my blessings think- that you got to have a very successful soccer career. Right, and not only that, but think about her uh, success in like the limelight and with advertisements because she's this liberal bastion of feminism and you know everything like that. So it's yeah. like she's made a ton of money, and here she is saying that because she's got this injury. What a selfish, self-centered view! Like you know, who cares that you know there's wars going on and there are people starving? No, this is this is how Megan knows that there is no God. Yeah. You know, forget the suffering of you plebs. It's this. This is what showed her that there is no God. So again, I would say, you know, some would say, you know, tomato, tomato. You say there is no God. I say, eh, it kind of seems like there's probably a God, and he's got a good sense of humor. So. <laughs> And our last story for the night is uh, Governor Kathy Hochul says New York has started conducting special social media surveillance efforts to monitor hate speech. So I've got a video on my TikTok I'm going to play here real quick. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms? And we have launched an effort to be able to counter Mm. some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on on online platforms. So, yeah, um, I believe that... Timing on that's very interesting. Right, 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 right. Um, I believe that this is in response, supposedly, right, the the, uh, reason given for it is because of a rise in anti-Semitism that has been happening in the state of New York, um, obviously because of the conflict going on between Palestine and Israel right now. So, but uh, what a what this is also this is uh, tonight's the night for Orwellian uh, headlines and stories, I guess, because uh, basically she's saying, <laughs> you know, it, it it's not it's not enough that you you know break the law and threaten somebody, harass somebody, attack somebody. No, she's going to take it a step further and basically, uh, you know, uh, she's she's going to be the thought police. And if you're if you really think we need to have a three strike policy. Yeah. And by that, I mean, for judges, politicians and all these people, if you get found. As a judge. That your ruling is unconstitutional. We need to start adding on, like, some sort of penalty. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing when you're a governor. If you're a governor and you just try to put through some BS, like uh, one lady who tried to ban handguns there for a little bit, or whatever it was. Right. Like, if you tried to do something that goes against the Constitution, there needs to start being repercussions. Right. Yeah. We term can't limit- just send it to the court and have the court be like, hey, you're not allowed to do that. 
Right. Yeah, term limits are great, but we should take it a step further. And we got to get some of these, uh, you know, Republican conservative um, officials to start putting in some uh, backstops for when people do try to go completely against the U.S. Constitution. Like in this case, like, uh, you know, we're basically going to browse your personal online social media and what we call who what is hate speech, by the way? What what can you define that for me? It seems like you're allowed to just say whatever you want to white people because yeah, especially straight straight white men. You can't be racist to white people because they're in power. Yeah. So hate speech must have something to do with racism, but there's never actually a definition of what these things are. So I feel like they can just start monitoring and surveilling whoever the heck they want on whatever whim they have. Yeah, and we've got all these protected classes, right? Like, if I just browse through my TikTok account here, like, you'll see all these videos taken down, community guideline strike, community guideline violation. And that's because I'm talking about the protected classes, right? So uh, is that hate speech? Is that, like, am I going to go to jail for that? Like, just questioning whether or not a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl is that? Is that hate speech or how about yeah, bringing up... i question the government is that hate speech against the government right right or question like, i not question the like how far can you take this oh, and you I... know they always push everything till it breaks so they're going to take this as far as they humanly can yeah exactly and uh yeah it's 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 uh, what is who 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 was the quote quote from the uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely absolutely yeah i'm yeah. not sure who said it but it's it's true it's true, and if uh, you know, if we allow stuff like this, like what uh, Governor Hochul is saying is going to be taking place in New York, um, you know, she's not gonna, she, she's certainly not gonna have any uh, soft spot for any conservatives out there that are questioning crime statistics, or questioning the government, or questioning biology, or anything foreign policy. Right? You don't want to shell out a bunch of money to this country or that country. To the gulag, so. Oh, and how many times has the government given back a right after they suspended it? Right. Like, they added on taxes to pay for world wars. Well, we're not in one, so why are we still paying taxes? They add this on for that, like. Yeah. The emergency. Patriot Act. When are we ever getting our rights back? Right, right. It's always an emergency. There's always a new emergency that we have to give up our rights for. So. Imagine that. Yeah. So that's all we got for you guys uh, tonight. Make sure you like and subscribe and comment on um, whether or not you uh, think the uh, Georgia election case has uh, any meat to it. If you think that there's something there, uh, I think that a lot of people believe that there were definitely shenanigans that happened in the 2020 election. Whether or not it would have changed the outcome, a lot of people kind of go back and forth on. Um, I I. I, I think it I think it absolutely would have changed the election. All of it combined. Um, just look at the bell bellwether counties. So um, make sure you uh, like and like and subscribe and comment. And we will see you guys on Thursday.